Hello and welcome to Storytime with Tom and Mike. I'm Tom. And I'm Mike. Hi, Mike. Hi. How are you? I am fine. Thank you for asking. Mom and Dad, please send me some clean underwear. I ruined mine. The end. <laughs> that was my story. That was that was this week's story. Is that your story for the <laughs> yeah, week? That was, this week's story. <laughs> that was my story for that. That's it. Eat it up, people. Yeah, short and sweet and to the point. I well, soiled my underwear and I need more. I was. And I'm at camp apparently. I was gonna say that that um, you know there there is a certain amount of like anecdotal like we 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 rely more on anecdotes than full-on stories these days so truth. that's um, truth you know uh but that wasn't even an anecdote that was just a cry for help <laughs> <laughs> i used to make up stories for my kids all the time when they were little like these unbelievably like i could imagine my kids going to school and being like you know, saying something completely outrageous, like, did you know that uh, cheese comes from special kinds of cows that have Swiss cheese comes from ones that are from Switzerland that have holes in their udders? And that's why the cheese looks like that, you know, because I used to tell my kids the most ridiculous stories when they were little. I, I'm, I'm sometimes amazed at the fact that I guess maybe I, I spurned their imaginations into action with stuff like that. Maybe it was a good thing, but I used, I just look back on some of the things I used to tell them and be like, oh, that was so, so far beyond belief. I hope they didn't go to school and tell somebody that. <laughs> <laughs> My dad says the cows with holes in them have Swiss cheese, but they have to be Swiss cows. Brown cows and pink cows give strawberry and chocolate milk, but not in that order because I set them backwards. Yeah, you have to learn how some discernment, idiot. <laughs> You're a jerk. <laughs> Speaking of my kids, though, I've been teaching my eldest child how to drive. Okay. And you just, you just don't realize how bad other people drive. And I'm not saying my kid. I mean other people as in the other folks on the road. Mm -hmm. until you're really really like you're not you're not actively driving and just deflecting it like you would normally do where you're like oh that guy did that what an idiot you know fuck you whatever but everybody else seems to drive bad yeah it just is the most amazing when you have time to pay attention to it you really realize it and looking through it through the eyes of somebody who is intimidated by the uh their inexperience by their inexperience and by all the traffic and everything else it really is it really is something to behold let me tell you like my oldest uh people climbing up her ass while we're driving i she had the opportunity to do her first flip off of somebody while she was driving but she missed the opportunity and i i instead took it and then I thought to myself, boy, wouldn't that be great? One of your first driving lessons with your dad and you get to watch him get his ass beat on the side of the road by somebody all in the same 10 minutes. Oh, that would be fantastic. But this guy, we were in a 25 mile an hour zone. She was doing a little over 25, like 27. And this person was literally up our tailpipe. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is not the way this is going to work out. But she's actually been doing really good. Uh, you also have these moments where you can see your life flash before your eyes. 
you ever had one of those moments when you were driving with somebody else where I'm not even saying you were teaching them how to drive where like you got so scared that you envisioned yourself crashing and thought, Oh my God, I'm living the last moments of my life as I know it. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, did one I've of those there. like, well, you came in off uh, the back way that we normally come in. I would imagine to come to my house through Palmyra mm-hmm. and came in road and, and um, down and in. Yeah. So why are you giving everyone your address? I'm not giving them my address. That's all I was saying. And you can definitely bleep that out if you, I would like for you to do that, but I'm making a point to you here where you turn into my road and it's like, uh, you come in and then you like make this immediate V type turn where it's like super tight and to the left. Well, somebody was climbing up our ass when she was coming in and I'm like, slow down slow down and you got to cut the wheel real hard and you pull down in here and she did neither of those things and we almost plowed into the guardrail at like 40 miles an hour and that Mm. was one of those moments where i know i saw my life flash before my eyes i clenched my toes my butthole every muscle in my body was tensed up you know i did one of those deals there turned out everything was cool because she really hit the brakes hard and it wasn't wet so we just kind of to a stop but uh, I almost, uh, I almost died. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was, it was intimidating. Now uh, she, she's been doing actually really good. It's it, again, the other people on the road that are just outland and riding a motorcycle. I can tell you that that is a fact mm. that people, people drive like idiots everywhere. People don't respect uh, anybody else. And you really see it when you're forced to pay attention to it in those situations that's Um, that's that's it that's all i got for you i mean i don't need to go into great detail to 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 my job but i mean i see those statistics all the time and i i see plenty of evidence to support exactly what you're saying yeah um people are thoughtless they are blind and stupid and they are selfish and they they try to push the limits of what they can do because of their egos and it's all an ego thing it's huge i mean if you see if you really look at it you might as well be painted on their cars like a big emoji in fact i think an emoji of featuring someone's ego might be a good idea to have <sighs> floating over the car's hood like, like a, a modern scarlet letter yeah yeah, you got a like, mar- modern scarlet letter type thing where like this guy has, you know, just like road rage and mm-hmm. inflated sense of how he well drives. I mean, we've all had those moments. Don't get me wrong. It's the people that live by that shit. The ones that are always tailgating, the ones that are always I had it. I told you about the motorcycle thing that happened at the very same intersection. Mm hmm. Uh, was it last week? I told you about that a week before. I don't remember. But it was uh, last week. Yeah, I mean same fucking place man <laughs> it's a, the intersection of death and destruction and i've seen my grandparents had a had a crash there once and uh i know uh one of my uh, high school girlfriends got rear-ended right there <laughs> uh no seriously though uh, her car got hit and uh so i mean <laughs> I've seen, I've seen it all right there at that intersection. And to say I saw it all in Mulberry Street, that isn't actually wow. the name of the street, but you know. Yeah, so I don't have to bleep that one out. No, you don't. That was a Dr. Seuss reference. That was a freebie. That's what that, that was. That was a freebie, everybody. If yeah. you can find Mulberry Street, you won't find me. 
I'm well, I mean, take, it'd be weird if you did. Yeah, gonna take it on down to Mulberry Street, to the <laughs> place where we know the street has the heat. We like feet. We weirdly like feet. We really. Everybody like likes to wear costumes of meat. <laughs> yeah, we like meat with our feet. <laughs> we like to rub the meat on our feet. Who doesn't like some shit of meat? <laughs> oh, that would be terribly uncomfortable to be walking on. Like it'd be cool at first when it was soggy, and you'd be like, "Oh, that's kind of cushy. That feels nice." But as you kept walking on hot asphalt, and it eventually was cooking, and it became hard. Well, that yeah, would be terrible. That would be and terrible hot. and hot and uh, delicious. This is why meat shoes have never caught on. Well, I think that I think that meat-based fashion um, will have its day. Um, when, when, because I mean, if you think about it, it's not that big of a stretch from like wearing leathers to wear a coat made of sheets of ham. That's true. I mean, that I, I could see where you're going with that. I think, um, I think the leather is more like a dried up, uh, fruit skin, like fruit roll up thing where like you kind of, you don't want to have to eat that unless you absolutely have to, but, uh, a, a nice ham jacket would, uh, but that'd be something, especially like on a long commute. You know, you get there, you do whatever you got to do. And you're like, I'm going to I got to go home. Always make sure you have some Swiss and some mustard with you at all times. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you could just have a ham and Swiss. Well, and who doesn't want to mustard. have who doesn't want to have a ready to eat and moist pre moistened pre condimented. Mm sandwich on the go at all times and if a homeless person needs your help you can feed them too true mm -hmm. uh the only thing you have to worry about though is in you know in large cities uh packs of rats mm. wayward dogs and cats possibly chasing you and i don't and think that they children. typically i don't think they typically stop at the meat you know what i mean no they don't that's but how you that's how you lose some skin that's that's the danger of gutter children as well. Hey. And also children that get lost in the air vents at Walmart and they form into it like, happens. Yeah. And they they devolve down there. The ones that go into the center of the clothing racks, you know that those things are portals to another place. Right. And they come back. They get demented. inside there and you have no idea. You have no idea where they went. And and the thing is with this kind of stuff, if you're going to be fashion forward, there always has to be a risk. Yeah. And the risk involved this time just happens to be your mortality. But, but everybody will remember the guy wearing the ham jacket. Mm -hmm. You are a literal fashion plate. Yeah. Oh yeah. And a delicious certain. one, like a charcuterie. Yes. Oh, a coat. Now, oh, now you're talking. Jacob's, Jacob's buttons made out of, yeah. Buttons made out of like, a nice smoked bologna. Yeah. Yeah. Delicious charcuterie tray made into a suit. That is high. And you know, that's not cheap. I mean, that's oh, like no. an Armani suit right there, buddy. Because we're mean, talking market price on some charcuterie. Alone. Oh, yeah. The stitching alone. I mean, you have to come up with, with some kind of fibrous tissue to be able to uh, to stitch this all together with. That is that is also edible. Yeah. Uh, Cause I mean, it's gotta be 100% uh, 
It's going to have to be like jerky to be or something. Eaten. You're going to yeah, have to I use mean, like jerky string or something. I was thinking you could even use like, I mean, for those that also enjoy uh, some vegetable, you could have like carrots as your collar stays or, you know, those fancy buttons with like the, that look like they got little mini carrots when they got like the string wrapped around them. They look, they're like elongated buttons. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that could definitely work. Maybe, ooh, ooh. maybe a pocket flat made out of, uh, out of a hearty lettuce. How about, how about um, you go, I mean, since we're, we're talking like far-fetched fashion, mm-hmm. why don't we talk about I don't about think it's like, so far-fetched, my friend. Like maybe like a cowboy ensemble where you've got like baby carrots for bullets in the bullet loops of your, of your, your beef jerky belt. Ooh. Did I ever nice. tell you about the time I bought this beef jerky flap that was like, I say flap because it was like one long sheet of beef jerky that was about six uh, feet long. I imagined it being somewhat irregular shaped at certain points. Somewhat, yeah. Was it? Like, like, okay. but, but artificially so. You know what I mean? Like, almost like yeah. wood grain, uh, fake wood grain. Like, it had a, <laughs> it was clearly. Are you sure you weren't eating paneling? Oh, I, I'm not <laughs> sure because it tasted like a band aid, but it was, um, it was about the size of my arm. Like I could have wrapped my fist or wrapped this around my fist and boxed with it. Um, and, and it was a dollar like 99 some glove leather by accident. Yeah. And it was like a dollar 99. So this was like a lot of beef jerky for a dollar 99 and beef jerky is not a cheap product. Even the crappy stuff. No, is, not. If, you, yeah. if you want the really good stuff, you're paying like 20 bucks for a bag of the stuff. You know, yeah, at least it's, uh, it's an expensive, but. yeah, it's an expensive thing. It's like, yeah, especially if you get it from like a local, a local uh, butcher shop or something like that. I mean, it, it's not particularly cheap to produce and it, that cost definitely comes through. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it is so good. Mm, yes. Beef jerky is wonderful. There is a place in town. Um, Did I ever tell you about the the, the uh, you were you were what what did you ever tell me about the time that you were you were? That's what I. Oh heard. my god! There must have been some lag there, some serious lag. Yeah, I saw that my internet connection went goofy for a second. Uh, that I had um, I had. Uh, salt water taffy that tasted like band-aids is what i was gonna say i think they were from the same food line as your beef jerky was yeah i've never i've never had salt water taffy that made me go oh i'm sorry i ate that it was like a mix between starburst and band-aids ew yeah bad foods incorporated you know how it's like whole foods or like (laughs) it's bad foods incorporated it was like it was like one eighth foods we're one eighth food the rest of us medical waste yeah We've got chocolate and it's, it's have you, you know, tried some of our syringe chocolate? Yeah, you should try our sea salt chocolate. Actually, I'm not sure if that's sea salt or just dried up flakes of bad old chocolate, but give it a try. Or dander. It's only 50 cents for like a 12 pound uh, 12 ounce bar. Everybody likes a bargain. Everyone likes a bargain. Yeah. I mean, that's a good size. That's yeah. a that's a proper Hershey bar size candy bar there. But don't call it a Hershey bar because mm. it's not a Hershey bar. It's not even close to a Hershey bar. No. Could be called a hurts me bar because hurts it hurts me, me to eat it. 
Yeah. Oh, it hurts me. Oh, it burns my urethra. Oh, oh God, when I eat it, sometimes it feels like I've got raisins and needles coming out of my bunghole. <laughs> For a second, I thought you said raisins. I've got raisins coming out of my bunghole. Really, really hard raisins sometimes. You get them in your raisin bran, and they cut the inside of your mouth like Captain Crunch. I like to take <laughs> grape nuts and use them like, like pellets like chickens have in their stomach. You know what I mean? To grind up my oh, food. Oh, yeah. You put them in your crawl. Yeah, it might get them stuck up in your chair and then drop little liquid poos all over the <laughs> Your internet connection tonight is garbage, by the way. I don't know if you noticed, but yeah, it's pretty bad. I I, I said I dropped liquid poos all over. Yeah, I got that. Yes, I did. But uh well, I did notice that it's bad, and it's unfortunate because I have to deal with it. Yeah, there's not really anything you can do. Um, well, that's uh, fine and well. Um, have I ever told you about the times that I roadied for the band Revolver? I don't think you have. Um, not fully. I've mentioned that I've roadied for them before, or I roadied for them before. This was a band yes. out of central Pennsylvania that maybe you guys have heard of revolver i'm not going to name the names of the people in it because they deserve their privacy but um i wrote it for them for a while i also ran lights for them i i'd uh they had like a light bar and i would sit at it and like it was like kind of like a, a really simple keyboard and each button on the keyboard was assigned to a bank of lights so and you could like bring the the lights up and down and we had a smoke machine so i would i would run effects and make their their show a lot more interesting uh visually which really surprised me how much it affects how the crowd reacts to a band um if they've got a good light show it can make a, a decent band seem like a really fucking top line act and I'm not saying that this was a bad band by any stretch of the imagination, but they weren't doing originals. They were just a party band. You know what I mean? Like doing covers and stuff. They had some innovative stuff that they did. They did a couple songs where they would run one song into another, like a mashup. And uh, I thought that was really cool. They took the song. Um, Can you take me higher? And mixed it with uh, feel like making love because the chorus line was perfect to, to, <laughs> to just drop into a site. So let's go there. Let's make our escape. Let's go there. Let's ask, can we stay? Can you take me higher? You know, it would just like, um, oh, no, it would go into feel like making love. I don't know. I, I'm doing a terrible, I'm not doing it justice, but at any rate, there was a club or a bar that is now called the double K or the circle K. I can't remember which I feel like circle K cause double K seems really risky. Um, but it's out, it's out. Near the <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's out near the truck stop in um, Two K's. Uh, 30 down at the end of 39 by 22, where that truck stop is at. Do you know where I'm talking about? The, the flying J I think it is there is yeah. there's yeah. a bar out there and it's currently called the circle K uh, and it's a nice bar, you know, but at the time when they were playing there, it was called the night house or I'm sorry, the lighthouse and everyone called it the fight house because it was this dingy 
shitty. First of all, I had like this weird, like, like, like Texan kind of like fronting to it. You know what I mean? Like those. Ding, 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 yeah, ding. it looked like a saloon. And then you'd go in there and it was dark. Like not dark because it was by design, dark because there was lit by three bare hanging bulbs. And the floor was like, I couldn't tell if places sticky. If it, no, dirty. <laughs> like I couldn't tell for sure if the ground was dirt or just boards covered in a lot of dirt, but it was filthy in there. It was like some, it was like a crack den or something. And you would go in there and there'd be two gangs of bikers hanging out. One were the Nazis. The others were something else. I, I, I think the pagans or something like that. If you're a pagan, if you're a pagan and I'm saying anything wrong, please don't come and beat me to death. Pagans are around here. They yeah, are. They are. But, but that was one of the gangs that would show up and it was not a safe place for um, like a non biker to just show up at. You didn't want to show up there like in just a t-shirt and a shorts or, <laughs> or like clown gear or, or, or yeah. Yeah. Clown gear. <laughs> Hey guys, I'm here for a drink and some music. (laughs) (laughs) No self rush. (laughs) So I'm working the door one day, uh, taking money for uh, people to come see the show. And a lot of people who aren't normally there are coming in. You know what I mean? Like not not normal patrons of the bar. So the bar is like, I'm okay with you taking money. And this chick on a motorcycle pulls up. Straight out of she was a protagonist in someone else's movie that night. That's nice. all I can say. I just touched base with her in my stupid little movie that meant nothing. <laughs> so the protagonist in someone else's movie had a, a spot in my movie that night. You were you were guy at door uncredited. I was exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm sitting, I'm sitting there at the door with my table and my little thing of change and my little like hand stamp or whatever. And she drives her bike right onto underneath the alcove. Like, you know, those alcoves that you can set up or those awnings you can set up outside mm-hmm. of the door. She parks it firmly right between those kicks, the kickstand down, looks at me and says, what are you supposed to be? And walks in. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck am I supposed to do? I don't don't know what I'm supposed to be or do (laughs) like any of us would have had that reaction. Oh no. Yeah. I'm not like, this is clearly irregular and probably going to kick my ass. If I, if I mouth off to her or even suggest that she pay to enter (laughs) and I figure like, okay, she's a regular. Um, that's no problem. There is a little issue with the bike though. Um, and I, I guess, I guess one of the band guys said, Hey, you know, she parked her bike. She's like, Oh, she's just showing off. Hold on. I'll get her to move it. She's like, you're all a bunch of babies. And then she moves her bike. And I was like, Holy shit. That was the most aggressive display of power I have ever seen. And it worked. I mean, there was no doubt in anyone's mind who the boss was there. It wasn't me. It wasn't anybody else. It was her. She owned that bar that moment at that moment. And she could have she could have walked up with a machete and chopped my head off. People would be like, all right. <laughs> I didn't like his head anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, his neck looks thinner now. Yeah. <laughs> so that was one of many odd experiences I had had roadieing. Um 
although i will say i had a lot of fun doing it um most of the time i remember one night i was i was uh there were actually people like it was the first time i actually saw some crowd reaction the problem is they were a good band that played a lot of shitty venues they just showed it up at places where it was like a bunch of old disinterested people they show they, they play it like vfws and stuff people like hey, gigs you guys do- a gig man a gig's a gig right but you know they'd be like you guys play rock yeah okay you'll be good and then it's like they're playing it and there's like three people clapping and you're like come do on you know pennsylvania six five thousand <laughs> uh huh <laughs> is that by uh by the steve miller band <laughs> oh it was his great grandfather roger miller you know something glenn miller actually but glenn you know what I mean? yeah it was are they related i don't think so i was gonna say miller's such a common last name if they were that'd be funny that would be funny roger miller i think is the filmmaker yeah, yeah. i used to go out to these places because you know you're in the bar the whole time so you show up like typically a band goes on at like nine Mm-hmm. So you show up at like six thirty, seven o'clock. You do your sound check when no one's there yet. You do your sound checks early. You get everything set up and then you just kind of hang out, eat dinner. Don't get drunk because you have to work, but, you know, have a couple beers. And then and then finally the show starts and then you're there. Until, you know, two o'clock. Sometimes they'll push past. A little bit, you know um like go to 215 or something like that and then rebellion and then then you gotta pack all this stuff down and pack it back in the car hop in the car do a sheets run because at this point you're starving and the grill's been closed since 10 o'clock so you do the sheets run and then you take the stuff back to the guy's house and you go home and it's like 4 30 in the morning and you reek of cigar cigarette smoke. Cigarettes. Cigarette smoke. I don't cigarette know why I, I, don't know, I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> but you reek of cigarette smoke. And and uh what I learned from the basis of the band, he's like, Yeah, try this. When you take a shower, do it cold as you can fucking stand, and then hot, and then cold again, and then hot again. And what that does is it squeezes all that crap out of your pores because your 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 pores constrict, and then the heat draws it out, and then the cold makes it constrict and pushes it out like a Play-Doh hmm. factory. I don't know if that's true or not, but I oh, sure you're felt like a, a little. Oh, you made me gag a little. Like thinking <laughs> like you're in there and like this these little tubes of shit are pouring out of your pores. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and it's just <clears throat> smoke, <laughs> and it's just like second and third hand <clears throat> smoke. I don't know what third hand smoke is, but I don't know what it is either, but it sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's the second hand smoke somebody else breathed out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Imagine oh. if that's what you grew out of you instead of hair was filth. That would constituted be... filth. <laughs> That would be fucking. Uh, I I don't even know if I have a word. I can't even imagine that. Could you imagine, like a hundred and and hundred thousand years into the future, they're like, it turns out that hair actually was dirt. Yes, <laughs> we've all been grooming dirt all this time, it's, washing it, yeah. trimming it. You know. Let me run my fingers through your garbage hair. Oh, I love it when the ladies have a nice pubic thatch of dirt. 
so gross. All your vaginal secretions are mossy and what the fuck am I? Where are we going? What the I fuck? don't have any idea. I don't know we where you're get, going with that. This segment needs to end right now. <laughs> it's done. We're done. In the criminal justice system, there are guys that get away and guys that get caught. This is guys that get caught. So what do we got here, Henderson? Well, if you look here, see, this guy, he appears to be dead, doesn't he? I mean, you can see that with your two eyes. Yeah, I can see that, Detective Henderson. Uh, I'm not sure why he's not wearing pants. Yeah, can we... uh... Hey Sarge, you come over here and turn the body over. Well, I'm not putting on gloves. I don't. I don't believe in that shit. Whoa, whoa! We're gonna oh, need a man. bigger sheet. That's not gonna. That's not gonna. Wow. We're gonna need a bigger stretcher. Period. Somebody call the NBA. <laughs> wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know what the hell. What am I looking at here, Detective Henderson? I mean, really, what is this? Is that pro- post trauma or is that? Just the natural state of them. I'm going to say a little bit of both. A little I bit think. of both. Looks to me like already probably there. I mean, you know how he's getting gorged mm. at mm. times like this. Is it blue due to the morbidity factor? But, uh, or is, is it blue due to the morbidity factor? Or is it more of a condition that was sort of brought on previous to death? I don't think we have the answer to that until we maybe look around a little bit more. All right. As I look around the room, hmm, there's some lube. All right. Mm. That checks out. Hmm. Stock of asparagus. That's a lot of lube. That's strange. That's a lot of lube. Yeah. Holy shit, is that a lot of lube? I just noticed. Yeah. No, no. I mean, look in the foreground here. Oh, in the foreground. Sorry, I was looking in the background. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, if you look up, that's a top. I mean, that that's like something you would get at Sam's Club, right? I would, I would think that that could be the industrial size. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's see. What does the label say? Fit for massage parlors, gang bangs, and extremely heavy personal use. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. That doesn't really answer our question, though. We should keep looking. Did you ever meet anybody that put Vaseline on their lips? I used, I knew a guy who put it in his nose when he'd get uh, nose goblins. For nosebleeds and stuff, I get it. But people that put it on their lips, I don't think I've ever run into a jar of Vaseline that I didn't question what it was used for as soon as I saw it. That's true. Reminds me of a case we had back in. 98, I think it was. Called him the Vaseline Bandit. This was back when I was in criminal instead of homicide. And this guy would go from hotel to hotel with huge amounts of Vaseline. And he would dab the entire room from head, from top to bottom, everything. 
sinks, bathtub, the floor, the ceiling, yeah. the carpet, the bedspreads, individual sheets. He would take the mattresses off and grease the bottoms of them. Every square inch that could be accessed by human hands would be covered in Vaseline. Did nobody notice this guy with a giant vat of Vaseline coming through? No, he did it all himself at night. Sometimes hmm. under a matter of four or less hours. You know, he finally got caught. He slipped up. <laughs> he slipped up. Oh, that is a good one. Yeah. Oh, no, he broke his neck slipping on a tile. Oh, he found literally him. did slip up. Yeah, he did. They 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 found him with a broken neck. Uh, he asphyxiated, of course, and uh, died in his own uh, trail of Vaseline slime. Ah, uh, snail trail. Got, that was breaking that case is what got me into homicide. I, I realized that I had a passion for it. Um, even though well, this Vaseline will make you realize you have a passion for a lot of things, from what I hear. It will. Yes. So, what is this paddleboard here? Do you think this was used on? It looks like one of those things you flip pizzas with. Yeah, it does. Is there a name for those? Pizza flipper board. Oh, I'm sure there's a better name for it than that. I'm just saying that's what I always call it. Well, I'm sure it's got some fancy name like a, a panella handle or something like that. Yeah. I'm going to call good. this one an ass cracker, judging by the marks I saw on his buttocks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was a little fixated by uh, what we saw when we turned him over. So uh, you could see that from the back, too. Yeah, you 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 can actually see it kind it's of like coming a bad up day at the beach the back. It's actually coming up from the back, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a bad day at the beach with an overinflated uh, life preserver or something. I don't I don't even know how to describe that. Yeah. It definitely looks like someone went off on his went off on his ass and taint with a hammer. Mm. Like it was chiseled out of margarine. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and melting currently. Yeah, yeah. I I don't even know how to address that. Writing it down, what do I put? I don't know, but I'm having problems with the proportions here. So. Everything else is so big in comparison. I can't tell if he is actually small or or or, or average size or, or or what. And I really, really don't I don't really want to measure. I'm trying to sketch this out and it's all I see. It looks like a drawing I made in seventh grade. It's kind of like I don't see any strikes at this game, but there's a lot of balls here. I don't know. Do you think there's anything else in the room that might teach us what the hell happened here? I mean, we have a weapon, obviously. I'm going to say that this person was blue balled to death um, in the most horrible way possible with an actual pizza panella handle. <laughs> um, the ass cracker. The ass cracker, yeah. The ass cracker, right. Um, I don't know if the lube had a hand in it this time or if that was just incidental to the scene. I would like to suggest that there are an abnormal amount of leather gloves here. I don't know if that's related either. 
Could the cause of death been internal blood? Uh, uh, just that it all went to one spot and not anywhere else? Mm, I think that's called a hemorrhage. <laughs> yeah, and an unevenness in the, in the blood distribution. <laughs> I don't even know how to put it. I, yay, yay, I've never in my 25 years seen anything like it. Sergeant, Sergeant, what are you doing? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to poke it with a stick. You don't poke something like that. You if poke you it like poke this. That, oh, no, don't. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh, God. Oh, it's all over my eyes. And I my got hair. it on me. It's in my mouth. Oh. It's in my mouth. Oh. It's so salty. Oh. It's so salty. Oh. Somebody give me an evidence bag. This is evidence. This is evidence. <laughs> and now, everybody, it's time for a game we all know and love. Would you rather... Would you rather suck my balls or lick my taint or suck my butt? Was that a real question? No, that was, uh, I, was that say, was the... I, I think I'd lick your taint before I sucked your balls. <laughs> Just throw that out there. That's where I'm at with that one. Well, I gave you three options. I was being generous. One of them was lick my balls and one was suck my butt. And one I'm, was I'm still going to lick your taint. I'm still okay. going to lick your taint. I mean... All of those are strikeouts, in my opinion. So I'm going to mm-hmm. pick the one that I'm most that I'm most comfortable with. I'm going to pick your vanilla. I'm going to pick your your vinegary center. Yeah, oh, that's right. it's all. It tastes like a bag of salt and vinegar chips. Oh, with hair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Would you rather have out of control body hair? Or a strong, pungent body odor like bad cheese? Hmm. I guess body. How out of control is the body here? I'm talking like you look like you're wearing a hair suit underneath your clothes at all times because this hair just grows at a monumental rate. Does it still grow in the same places that it would normally grow or is it in unusual places as well? I think when you have body hair like this, it's coming out everywhere. Everywhere that you would normally have covered uh, by clothes. So, follicles. But yeah. anywhere there's follicles on my body, not like yes. on yeah. my forehead or my top no, of my no, nose. No, 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 yeah. no. You're not gonna be you're not gonna be one of those wolf, those wolf people that okay. we've that we've seen the, the, you know before. Uh, nothing nothing abnormal on your face, just like maybe even maybe even your knuckle hair grows really fast for some reason. I'm going to say I could live with the hair based on those parameters because I don't know. It just seems like smelling bad is a lot worse because you can kind of keep away from people to a certain degree and wear sweaters and kind of hide that hairiness, Um, you know, and you can shave um, if you need to really try. I mean, it'll grow back fast, but. Mm-hmm. Not that fast, not like magically fast, just like not magically fast. But I, I used to work I'll with a guy five o'clock who, shadow at, at, at like 830 in the yeah, morning. I, I used to work with a guy. He would shave before he came into work at like 6 a.m. 
And by the end of the day, he had what it would take me three or four days to grow. Yeah. Which yeah. was astounding to me. That's amazing. I knew he a guy grew like an that amazing too. beard too. Yeah, I knew a guy like that in the army who got in trouble because he he they said he didn't shave. He's like, I shaved at 12 at 630 this morning, drill sergeant. Or like 430 <laughs> this morning, drill sergeant. Did he, he have this, a voice like that too? He had a weird little voice. Yes, we called him Mr. Bean because of his voice and his small, goofy <laughs> stature. Real good story about him was that small he, but hairy. Yeah, he was furry, yeah. And um I remember one time we had we were we were training with heavy weapons and they had the grenade launcher attachment for the a uh the M16A2 rifle and um it sits on the bottom like underneath uh the stock mm -hmm. and there's a eyepiece like uh, a sighting piece that you put on the side of the the rifle so you're not supposed to look down the iron sights you're supposed to use this other thing at the side of your head you're not actually holding the, the gun up to your eye at all or the rifle up to your eye at all and uh i would have gotten my ha ass handed to me for calling it a gun if i were still in the military <laughs> but <laughs> Don't worry, um, somebody will say something i'm sure they will yeah um but he of course puts his eyes eye right up to the site pulls the trigger the grenade goes flying and he gets knocked on his ass and he goes, oh, my eye. And then he sits bolt upright with his hand on his eye. He had a big shiner. And, and, and I was just like, <laughs> oh, my eye. <laughs> oh, my eye. Yeah, it was... <laughs> I just, if somebody did that, I would bust up laughing. I wouldn't be able to help myself. Yeah, well, I mean, it was obvious he was okay, but the, it was the weirdly cold and kind of like robotic way in which he announced yeah. his injury it was just it was very strange. Robotic and no urgency whatsoever. Oh, no my urgency. eye. Oh, my eye. <laughs> <laughs> Most of us like, my fucking eye. I can't believe I did this. He's I like, oh, my eye. Yeah. That was not logical. <laughs> <laughs> i think staying staying on on uh the subject here i think i would go with the body hair because i would uh i would go one of two ways i would either run around naked and be seen by people who thought i was a sasquatch um or i would work at a freak show i think that would be cool as shit i think you'd be an exploit exploit well maybe not anymore it's not like the 1920s or even the 1940s. I do my own freak show thing. I get myself a bearded lady or something like that. And, you know, maybe a few jars of oddities. And I could be like, check it out, everybody. I'm super hairy. And they'd be like, oh, my God, that's amazing. You know, fun fact, <laughs> fun fact, the name for those things in the jar are pickled punks. Well, I didn't just mean the pickled punks. I do know of, I do know, uh, I mean, like I would get some other like weird shit with, you know, scorpions and two headed snakes and everything. I mm -hmm. think pickled punks was, was, uh, saved for the two headed babies. Yeah. Well, they, oh yeah. Yeah. Specifically medical oddities. Yeah. In formaldehyde. Which freak me the fuck out. But yeah. if I was going to do the freak show thing, bro, I'd do it. The funny thing is, is a lot of those freak show things are also things that you can see in like the Mutter Museum. I was going to say something about the Mutter Museum. 
my my favorite thing about that one of my uh, my eldest child went there and she came back with this little hand that like she could put on her fingertip and she was like <laughs> she was going around touching everybody with it <laughs> it was so fucking weird <laughs> she'd be like look at my little head and i was like oh stop touching me with that thing you're freaking me the fuck out you need one for each fingertip and then little tiny ones for each one of those and it just keeps going off into infinity like a oh. fractal a it made me, Ooh, that's so creepy sounding <laughs> yeah it's like a tree branch only it's made of meat <laughs> a tree branch made of meat all right so let's see let me let me see if i can come up with a good question how about would you rather live as a character in a film owned by disney or in a film owned by Paramount. Ooh. That's keeping, a good. Keeping in mind some of the hot properties in Paramount are like um, Star Trek. And so you'd have that whole, you could ha- live in a idealistic utopia. I but, think I would choose. Go ahead. No, no, please. I was going to say, but if you've got the, uh, you know, the, the, the Disney world, you've got so many properties to choose from, you know, I could be an animated character. You could be an animated character. Yes. And, and that to me would be, would be the greatest. I think, you know, to, I mean, are we talking like literally live it out? Oh yeah. You like, would become like, that character. You, I would become a cartoon. You would become a cartoon, but you would live your life out. It, it, by someone's dramatization of a, of a life of a cartoon character you might not be the protagonist or you might be the protagonist or you might be a supporting character you might have hmm. a little small role in the movie but you live in that universe that the movie has created i'll take my chances with that yeah i think so okay all right so um let's get more granular what kind of cartoon and what kind of character would you be? Oh boy. Now you are getting down to the nitty gritty here. Um, I think, Hmm. I think I would have to go with something comedy related. It would have to be something funny. Mm-hmm. Also maybe with a touch of, well, this wouldn't be a Disney thing then. Cause I'd say with a touch of uh, violence. Yeah. Violence. Well, I mean, depending on the property i mean, be kicking people off of cliffs and stuff like that it could be, comedic be fun to have violence. guns comedic violence well how about guns but you never actually shoot them just so that you have them as a side piece all right but then again i mean think about think about some of the movies i mean that use weapons like fucking count dooku <laughs> dooku gets his head cut off by two fucking lightsabers at the end of uh, at the beginning of the third Star Wars movie. True. You know? And that's, I mean, yeah, there's no blood. Did you that's mean to say thing. high properties like Star Wars and not Star Trek earlier? Well, Paramount is, is a, owns Star Trek. Oh, okay. That's right. That's, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And now that I think about it, I, I think they also own ALF. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, who would, <laughs> who would pass up on that, right? 
That's true. I didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't want to be an Alf? Yeah. I think I would go, I would actually go Paramount because I, I love the Star Trek universe so much. And to me, it's like, you can be a character in like a Marvel movie or a Disney movie. And okay, here's my problem with cartoons. No way of knowing on the junk. You know, <laughs> no way of knowing until it's too fucking late and you've sold into the deal. It's like, fuck. They didn't draw that, so it doesn't exist on me. You know what I mean? Like, mm, that's scary. Whereas, in a star and in a, and in like a Marvel movie, I mean, you know, your cities are always getting destroyed, and you're constantly under attack by forces larger than humanity. You know, that's pretty scary. I don't know if I want to live in that world because who says I'm not collateral? I mean, come on. Those are violent ass movies. A lot of people die in them. They just don't show blood. So it's okay. Hear me out though. We've seen it played out in cartoons. At least I have uh, literally probably hundreds of times by now where the uh, cartoon characters have a pencil hidden or something like that so that they can draw their own stuff. So I could give myself massive genitals. All right, but you would <laughs> that would be the arc of your movie then would be to acquire that pencil. Yeah, that art tool. But I would wonder if it would be like some kind of horrifying like you draw it but you're not a very good artist and when it comes out it's like misshapen and horrible. <laughs> I've had plenty of time drawing penises. I feel like I would do myself some justice. Now, okay. Uh, I'm going to throw another uh, screwball at you here. Um, So you're this cartoon character, right? So whatever Mm -hmm. your design is, now suddenly someone makes a real life version looking of you and all the other characters in your world and makes like a fan movie. And some version of your consciousness experiences like a fucking Black Mirror (laughs) episode. (laughs) That would be nuts. That would be horrible. Like, you're like, I can't breathe. (laughs) My body's not shaped correctly. I don't think I actually have lungs. You forgot something. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it is, but it was important. Uh, That would be, uh, that would be something. Yeah. I mean, speaking of fantasy. Yeah. You ready for your next question? Yes, I am. Would you rather do something you absolutely hated for 10 years? You only have to work 10 years, but you get all of your dreams fulfilled that you would do uh, normally, like retirement and extra money and all that business, or spend 40 years toiling and doing something that is life fulfilling and everything and leads to the same end, but just takes a lot longer. Um, if it was something that I actually enjoyed, I would absolutely take the job. The second one, the second one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think I I would agree with that. It just, it popped into my head a while, a while back. Like you get, you have 10 years, you've only got to work 10 years and you get to reap all the benefits and all the spoils, or you do it for a lifetime Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, you end up at the same point. 
I would say that a lifetime spent in pursuit of something that you find exhilarating or interesting is a life well spent. Absolutely. So if 40 years from now, I'm still doing something that I enjoy now, like this podcast, for example, I say, good, that was time well spent. But yeah, if it's, if, if I, you know, obviously you have more time to enjoy it, but how would, how would 10 years of spent, spent doing what you hate, how would that affect you? I feel like it would take time off your life. I feel like it would take time off your life. It would age you. It would make you bitter. It would make you unable to enjoy the fruits of your labor. Very jaded. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would break you. True. So I think it's, and unfortunately, fortunately for me, I'm not in that position, but I'm also not in the dream position either. Um, where, you know, you're, you're at that point somewhere in the middle of, of, of paradise and hell where you kind of go, well, I can tolerate this for another 20 years, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I don't hate it. I don't love it every minute there are moments of it i really enjoy and there's some stuff that makes me want to throw my computer into the bathtub (laughs) it's gonna take a little swim somebody's thirsty yeah you want to swim oh you're gonna swim now splash splash fucking pain in the ass like the thing i'm doing now like I can't go into great detail, but essentially I'm, I'm, I'm going into records and I'm sanitizing them for use. So that means that I'm taking all personally identifiable information out of them. And it's a lot of copying and pasting and searching and replacing and making sure I didn't miss anything. And there's about 145 of them. And uh, I would say about, it takes me about an hour to do 10. So I have currently poured 80 man hours into this task. It's it's miserable. Um, It's not in the least bit interesting because I'm not critically reviewing the, them for content. Although there is some interesting reading in there, I guess I'm doing them to remove content, which takes a completely different brain and a completely different set of patients that I don't have. I have the (laughs) brain. I don't have the patience. I don't really have the patience for a lot of things, but uh, tasks like that are, are terrible. And uh, I mentioned that to one of my coworkers. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I did something just like that last year. It sucked. Good, you know, have fun with it. And I was like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> awesome. You might likely be the person that they asked first and you didn't want to do it. Now it's my responsibility. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I can't fucking do that again. Go give it to him. Yeah. Yeah, Give it to Tom. Tom will eat it. (laughs) He'll eat anything. Just like that guy, Mike, that we know. All right. I won't eat anything. Would you rather shit out of your armpits or piss out of the bottoms of your feet. Oh boy. Shit out of my armpits or piss out of the bottoms of my feet. I think I'm going to go with shit out of my armpits. It make it real easy to wipe. You know, how yeah. you have to stand weird on the toilet to kind of get all those sometimes. It'd be like this. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wiping my armpit with my hand for those that Yeah, you even can't have easy access to them yeah. with the mirror. You can see them within the mirror. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm part. Anybody who's ever wondered what their butthole looked like, you just go ahead and fucking put your <laughs> arm up 
and take take a gander. We've all wondered what our buttholes look like. Don't lie. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm laughing. At. I, just, <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine sharding. <laughs> like suddenly these dark filthy smelly stains go spreading down both your armpits yeah down to you the look sides like, of your shirt like you look like my ninth grade math teacher <laughs> i used to sweat real bad yep and it's not sweat yeah nope. oh no <laughs> oh that would suck because then like when you had the runs and you had one of those explosive diarrhea episodes Dude, it would go everywhere. It would you go know, like, everywhere. You'd have to like invent like a tube that you could stick up to your armpit and be like, all right, I'm going to contain this best I can. That's inside the tube. That sounds like a Tim and Eric sketch. Actually, I feel like somebody might have tried to make that for buttholes already. Yeah. Yeah. Like a yeah. little, you know, shoot for it to go down. Poop it's shoot. The poop shoot. Poop <laughs> shoot. Come and get yourself. I hope we didn't give somebody today. an idea there. Somebody's gonna take our idea and run with it. The poop oh, shoot. They, they've already had that idea. I came up with a great idea um, for a product, and I'm I I don't have the wherewithal or the means or the attention span or the even the interest to actually make it a reality. But um, I want to put it out there in the universe so someone will make it because I will happily buy it. And that is a multi-purpose find my ex, not ex-girlfriend, but my ex as in whatever you fill in the blank. Yeah, I don't with. need anybody to help me find my ex. I know no. where they're at. Findmyex.com. No, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's called Facebook anyway. <laughs> Yeah, truth. Yeah, right on that one. Drunk, you know, get drunk and find my ex. <laughs> I think we all, I think we all have that already built into us. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's like, for example, it's a thing that comes with little inserts that you can attach to, say, a keychain. Key yes, a keychain or Your a favorite pair, hat, a hat, a paper, a, like a a, a pair of glasses. Um, the remote control and each one is color coded and assigned a carrier signal. And then you turn on your phone. And if you're within range of like being able to say, you know, like say Bluetooth range, which is mm -hmm. reasonable. Yeah. You, you, you turn it on and then, boop, and then you, you press a button and it rings and you can find your keys because I can't tell you how many times I've lost stuff and been like, God, if I could just call it, like I can have my wife call my phone. There could be that a would... pro version with GPS on it too, in case you yeah. lost it anywhere. Oh yeah. Absolutely, man. A pro version that's uh Wi-Fi enabled. Yeah. Yeah. You get to pay a little more, but uh hey, somebody get on this, would you? Because I yeah. would buy that too. Are you Absolutely. kidding me? The amount fucking just for my sunglasses. <laughs> I lose more fucking sunglasses than you could possibly imagine. You could put That's... them on whatever you wanted. That's the thing. I mean, you know, like you get a pack of four or whatever. You what about my hopes and dreams? Can it help me find the lost ones of them too? <laughs> I'm afraid not. Damn it. But it comes with a premium horn porn hub membership. Now that I can get behind. Yeah. Or in front of. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> wow, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 indeed. We're gonna, we're gonna go into fucking morning radio mode here or, or evening ah, drive. The time. Yay! Oh. Hey everyone, we're gonna do the, we're gonna Zinga. do <laughs> now we're gonna have Tawny on in the next five minutes. She's gonna stir her soup. Oh, 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 oh. stirring that soup here, pea soup. Yo, you oh, know where that, that comes from. Oh, that's some chunky Manhattan chowder. Oh, <laughs> it reminded me of the Family Guy episode with Dingo and the baby. Dingo and the baby. That <laughs> 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 fucking shit kills me every time I see that episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I never really did finish talking about um, my roadieing days. I'm sure I could tell their stories, but I want to talk about this guy who I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to call him Bob. Um, this isn't Bob, the Bob you've mentioned in other stories. No, no this is okay. a, a wholly different Bob. Um, Bob's a nice guy. He's a little strange. Um, and he's very enthusiastic. Oh, yes. He comes to these shows. He comes to every show. And I mean, every show. And he rocks excitedly at the table because I think that was sort of I think he was autistic. So that was his thing was to rock in place, sort of, um, and kind of shake his hands like Beavis and, and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the whole time the band is playing, like he got so into it. It was such a joy to see him there. Um, and, uh, um, yeah, that's a fascinating story and it feels like you had so much more to add to it, but, uh, I can see by looking at the clock that time's not going to story for another time. <laughs> Thank you for listening to story time with Tom and Mike. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed giving it to you. Oh, giving it to you like that story of sh shit pouring out of your pores gave me the fucking gags earlier. <laughs> Thinking about stuff just pouring out of you like a fucking leg or a Play-Doh fun factory. Have a question for us? You want us to talk about something on the show? Would you, dear listener, like to ask us a question? Send us an email at storytimewithtomandmike at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to learn more about the show... And get extras like links to the videos, sites, and other media... Visit dembeans.biz. That's a dot biz because we mean business. Hell yeah. <laughs>